0: Yeah, whenever we were picking cotton, we, as I said before, we, at our place, stored the cotton in a empty room in the house. And so whenever we collected enough cotton for to make up so-called bale, a bale of cotton, after its gin, is about 500 pounds. And it's about a wagon load of raw cotton. W- wagon with uh, burlap side <laughs> uh, on it to fill it, fill it up. But anyway, once we got enough for a bale, we would then load all of that onto the wagon, and mule and wagon, and take it up to the gin in town, which is about eight miles. So whenever Pa took the cotton to the gin, I would go with him. So we would leave early in the morning to get up there because it was one gin, and so people did the same thing, you know, they'd be lined up with their mules and wagons or I don't know how many you know, heads, you know. So we'd get up there as early as we could and then get in line and then go through our time in the gin. And the way the gin worked is it'd drive, pull the wagon up under this uh, big suction pipe. And so the suction pipe would suck all of the cotton out of the wagon and it would go into the gin. And then the gin, it went through different saws and uh, uh, grates and stuff, you know, to separate out the seed, the whole purpose of it was separate out the seed. Each one of the locks, uh, if you look at a, a cotton, there's four or five segments that are called locks, and each of those locks has two or three seeds in it, and that's the cotton seed. So anyway, this uh, cotton would all go through the gin and wind up with seed coming out the spout and the cotton all going into where they baled it and then they would compress that like I was talking about the hay in the big press into a bale of cotton and then put steel bandings around that and that's what you might see sometime on a dock at a uh, depot or something or warehouse where they uh, ship them the bales of cotton. So anyway, after we got through the gin, it would be in the afternoon by then, and um so Paul would get a slice of hook cheese and a pack of soda crackers and a uh, drink. And on the way home, riding the wagon home, we'd eat, eat that cheese and crackers and drink on the way home. That was a big treat in those days. And that hook cheese, by that time of that hot sun during the day, it was all right. It'll switch, you know. You get little moisture bubbles on it, you know, from the, as a dehydration. <laughs> but that cheese would be about half dehydrated by the time we got home with it. But anyway, we had that cheese and crackers on the way home. So that was a, oh, well, and, and what Paul would do then also, he would get a um, 25-pound block of ice and uh, and about a couple of pounds of mullet fish. Because Gaggy loved mullet fish. Mullet is a type of fish, and it's really considered a scavenger, but it's very oily, but she liked mullet fish. I like catfish. But anyway, when we get home then, uh, she would uh, cook those fish, and one time in the blue moon we would have iced tea because we didn't have refrigeration or I was to ever drink a cold drink. you know. So by that time, though, well, when Paul got home, he would— He'd have the block of ice wrapped on the way, but then he put it wrap it with newspaper and put it in the fireplace, opening you know to to for it to keep it from melting so much. So by the time we got to where we would be using it, it was only about you know five pound block of ice. You know? But anyway, we would have ice tea and fried mullet fish for supper. <laughs>